welcome to our very first episode of Keeping Afloat. My name's Kabir, I'm your host, and I'm also a cruise director. And that means that every single week, I have the chance to work with a thousand crew members that come from all over the world, in addition to 3,000 new guests. Every seven days, our life changes. It's like we spend the whole week getting to know you, and then a reset button is hit, and we do it all over again. Now, this show is all about the stories of that life on board, but also about my journey on ships and just trying to keep afloat. I'm sitting here in my hotel room in Southampton, England, and I've spent all day flying and traveling here from Toronto, literally planes, trains, and automobiles. And this is the first time I'm headed back to work in eight months. I actually join my ship tomorrow morning. I needed some family time, lots of big Indian weddings, and I'm getting back into the mindset of being on board. But this time is going to be different because I am going to take you with me. Now, the views expressed in this show are mine and not that of any brand that I'm associated with. So quick disclaimer. Also, the names of some of the characters in this show uh, that I'm going to be telling you about have been changed. Now, this is the story of how I started to work on a cruise ship. Now, at some point in your life, you sit back and truly ask yourself what you want. And I was really fortunate to have that happen to me at a really young age. I was going through some massive transitions, like a relationship of over three years ending overnight, finishing college and discovering that I wasn't really into what I studied as much as I thought I would be. And basically, my whole life came into question. I was really lost, but I was rediscovering myself. And being newly single meant that I had to relearn all the stuff that I inadvertently neglected about myself over the last three and a half years. In the first week of January 2015, a friend of mine threw a late Christmas party at her place on the other side of Toronto, and it had been raining during the day, but it dipped below freezing by nightfall, which meant that there was going to be ice on the road. And despite my parents telling me, don't go, be extra careful, I went anyway. And on my way home, I got into a car accident. It was nothing major, but enough that it caused significant damage to my car, and I was definitely shaken up. And my thought was, okay, this is a sign. This is an opportunity. And a week later, my dad took the whole family on a cruise, which is, of course, welcome, as the weather in Toronto wasn't that great, hence the ice. But I also love to cruise, and this cruise would actually be our 25th cruise as a family. And it was amazing. I was 19, and I just had a blast. I met so many great people, and one of those people was actually a member of the entertainment team named Jake. Uh, and him and I got to talking pretty extensively about life on a ship, like actually working on the ship. And that was something that was always in the back of my mind. Wouldn't it be cool? But the cabins are so small, you'd have to share, you'd have no personal space. And that was always my restriction, not being able to have my personal space. But this time, something clicked. Maybe it was a newfound sense of maturity and independence. But as soon as I went home, I emailed a friend of mine who was actually a cruise director of a ship that I was on a year before. And she said, if you ever want to work on board, just email me. 
So I did. I had a Skype interview a few days later, and a week after that, I was told that I was hired on the condition that I completed a seafarer's medical, which is basically a physical. And just like that, I was on a ship within three weeks. In less than a month, I went from being a guest to crew, and I started as an activity host. I'd also like to point out that on my very first day, flying from Toronto to Miami, I was supposed to stay one night in Miami, but when I got to the hotel room, there was this huge guy in the bed. So, of course, I walked in and I said, you know, really sorry to interrupt, and he said, no, no. I knew I was expecting a roommate, and I said, well, there's only one bed. He goes, yeah, no problem. We can share it. Uh, to which, I mean, I, I left. <laughs> but it turns out when you're a lower-ranking crew member, when you start out, you have to share rooms. It's just part of moving up the totem pole, I guess. And uh, nobody else had any hotel rooms that were in the vicinity. So as a result... I ended up staying awake all night. What's it like to go through the door that says crew only after 25 cruises? Now, I ended up being placed on a ship that I had sailed on a year prior, and it was a bit like Inception, and yes, it was weird. I got on board and I was taken to the smaller theater, uh, which is where the HR director was reading out rules and handing out bedsheets and signing documents with everybody, uh, and then we actually went to meet our managers. Now, mine would be the assistant cruise director, Claire, and funny enough, she was the activity host on a cruise that I took two years ago. So I made a very clear mental note, the cruise industry, especially the cruise entertainment industry, is tiny. We walked down a corridor to deck three, uh, and this is right along a passenger corridor. And it's usually where the guest ocean view rooms were. And I don't know what part of me even entertained this idea, but I thought that that would be my room, especially because I was new, they wanted to make an impression. But then suddenly Claire veers to the left into a crew-only corridor. And right there were a series of crew cabins, of which I found out one of which would be mine. The door opens and I'm in this teeny tiny little space with one light on the ceiling. And the cabin, I mean, it was clean, just very tight. So I asked, is there an additional place to spread out? At which point Claire just laughed at me. And then, on top of that, one of the curtains that blocked one of the bunks opened, and I found out that I would have a roommate. Pablo emerged from his bunk. He was a tall guy, about six foot tall, very British, and he was one of the ship's musicians, part of the main party band. And he seemed like a nice enough guy, but my only thought when I was looking at him was how am I going to share this room with a whole other person? Basically, you walk through the door and you're in the living room. And then on the far wall, directly across from you are two beds, one stacked upon the other. So basically bunk beds. And then right on the right side of the front door was a small bathroom. I would say four feet by three feet. And I won't even get you to imagine how tiny it was, but I'll tell you that they managed to fit a sink, shower, and a toilet in there. 
Now the cool thing was each of us had our own TVs in our bunks with these interactive systems and that was pretty cool. Anyway, we dropped off my stuff and headed around the ship for a quick tour. This time I was seeing the ship from a completely different perspective. A series of doors and hallways that bypassed busy passenger corridors and lounges and you can get access to any guest area without ever being seen. Well, I mean, not quite. The ship was absolutely covered in cameras. But the crew areas basically are stripped back guest areas. Everything was either painted light blue or white. And it wasn't distasteful, but it just looks industrial. It was impressive to see all of the crew looking so natural and comfortable. Some of them were wearing uniforms, some of them their own clothes, all heading to where they needed to go, using the ship's main corridor, the M1. You can look all the way forward to all the way aft, and on turnaround day, it was absolutely nuts. Much like what my day was about to become. Well, everyone, that was a very short and sweet inaugural episode. And there's so much more to come from stories of my first day, sabotage and romance, and so much more. There's also going to be interviews with exclusive guests and make sure to follow me on Instagram at cruise director Kabir to keep up to date. Otherwise, this has been keeping afloat episode one, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>